Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us. And uh, thank you for being part of the Lighthouse Live family and uh, those of you who volunteer with us at Advancing Vibrant Communities to reach out beyond the four walls of our homes and our churches to personally touch the needs of the people in our community. And a welcome to all of you around the globe listening over the International Podcasting Network. You know, it always sounds like the aliens are about to land. Maybe they that. are. Well, maybe they have. Uh, that, that I don't know. <laughs> uh, but tonight, uh, one of uh, my favorite subjects, marriage. And uh, friends, this is a keeper. Uh, if you uh, have a recording device, I'd encourage you to turn it on. If not, you can always uh, get our broadcast on the uh, on the web, of course, on your iPod, or if you want to call us, 209-544-9571. We'll be happy to send you a CD of this broadcast as well. Uh, but we'll be uh, talking about the real stuff, the challenges, as well as the great things involved in this uh, wonderful institution that God has given us, that of marriage. Before we go into that and introducing our special guest tonight, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a stunning quote from another real-life Jesus freak. John, who wrote five books of the New Testament, including one of the Gospels and Revelation, was quite a teacher, too. One of his students, Ignatius, learned his lessons well, because his life, his death, and his words continue to inspire those who study the early days of the church. Before he was devoured by wild animals at the hands of Roman authorities, Ignatius said this, My dear Jesus, my Savior, is so deeply written in my heart that I feel confident that if my heart were to be cut open and chopped to pieces, the name of Jesus would be found written on every piece. For more on the voice of the martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Isn't that a great quote, Elaine? Wow. If my heart were chopped to pieces, my goodness, Jesus' name would be written on every piece. Kind of and tattooed right there. Huh? Amen. And you know that that really speaks to the worldview that uh, <clears throat> that we're asked to have. Indeed. You know, where it's not about what we do in the you know seven or eight nine decades we're here, but it's the uh, it's the eternal 
view and what God has for us in terms of not only the the good things but the challenges and the scars and what we learned from those and uh, all of that builds into his grand mosaic in a unique way. Friends, again, you're listening to Lighthouse Live. Here, Pastor Mike Douglas with you along with Elaine Harlan, our co-producer and uh, co-host, and of course, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, uh, holding court here tonight, praying for us as well. Let's check in now with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. The Family Values Voters of California received some very welcome news last week. You see, after years of challenges in the courts, the California Court of Appeals honored the will of the people and upheld Proposition 22, which defines marriage between a man and a woman. Proposition 22 was passed in year 2000 by a wide margin, but was overturned in the lower court by challenges from some same-sex marriage activists. Now, Pacific Justice Institute commends this higher court for refusing to make the law and instead limiting its role to interpreting the law. All citizens should celebrate. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And just a reminder, Brad Dacus will be out here in the Modesto area January 23rd uh, from 10 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. And uh, we'll be providing a lunch there. He'll be talking about a lot of the legal issues involved with ministries and churches in uh, particular great time. Now, we have a certain amount of seats that are reserved for pastors. I mean, that's who the uh, the seminar is really uh, catered to. But uh, we welcome any of you who are interested. If you would like to attend that seminar with Brad Dacus, again, it will be a free lunch. You know... Something about I've, that word. Huh? I've gravitated <laughs> to these professions <laughs> of, you know, food, you know, police. Bring and food and they will come. Bring food and pastors will come. Where was I going with <laughs> I that? Know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to know more about that and uh, see Brad Dacus while he's out here and, and his incredible seminar, give us a call 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or check our website, www.vibrant.com communities.org. Speaking of food, there's more to come. At the Modesto <laughs> Gospel Mission, they're getting ready for their great Thanksgiving banquet and bundle up. It's going to be on Wednesday, November 22nd. That's just a day before. Turkey Day starts at 4 p.m. And this is for the needy and homeless in our community. Um, they're going to be serving a, a meal with all the fixing, of course, and they'll also be distributing coats for those who need them. And volunteers are where we come in. They're needed to assist on this special day with decorations and serving and helping to distribute the coats that come in as well. Donations of food for the banquet and coats of all sizes for men, women, and children are also appreciated and needed. And also, the Salvation Army Modesto Corps Thanks for Giving Dinner is what they're uh, calling theirs, and that's scheduled for Thanksgiving Day. Starts at noon at the Modesto Center Plaza. Volunteers are asked to join the activities by helping to set up, assist with games, pictures, face painting. This is going to be fun, and a whole lot more. Shifts are available. That might improve mine. Might improve. Painting <laughs> Well, might they told me I have a face for radio. Face for radio. There we there. go. Volunteer shifts are available. <laughs> 
Were you trying to get through something? I'll there, get there eventually. Okay. 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. is when this is happening, friends. And again, donations of turkeys, holiday treats, financial assistance. It's all appreciated and very much needed. Of course, the Salvation Army provides assistance with emergency food, noon meals, uh, information and referral, disaster aid, meals on wheels, and uh, youth programs and senior services. And of course, you know, we're serving on this one day a year, Thanksgiving or Christmas, but we need to keep in mind, dear friends, this is a lifestyle Amen. of serving. Amen. Uh, now, if you are a numbers cruncher, and I certainly am not, but maybe you are that kind of a person, then you could help prepare federal and state income tax returns for seniors ages 60 and up. And you know, that's not that far away when I think about it. But uh, low income tax. You're talking about being a senior or the taxes? No, both. Anyway. (laughs) We'll just slide past that one. But volunteers are needed once again to assist people uh, with their tax returns in Modesto, Newman, Turlock. Uh, And you should be comfortable working with numbers and have some familiarity with simple tax returns. And I don't know, is that an oxymoron? I think it is. Tax returns. More on the moron part than the oxy. It doesn't make any sense to me, but different If you have any questions about these items of serving, uh, please give Barbara Borba a call. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. She'll be happy to hear from you. Again, that's 209 on the area code 524-1307, extension 113. And you know, Mike, an hour uh, tonight just won't hardly uh, be enough no, with won't. the several uh, guests that we are just blessed to be with, and, and uh, which means we may just have to have you all back again, and we'd <laughs> like that. But but uh, we are with Jim Stewart, Stanislaw County Healthy Marriage Coalition, Gary and Mona Shriver with the Hope and Healing Ministries and authors, and, and also Dr. Joe Hernandez. And, and we just want to welcome you all. I know you're very busy, and thank just you. thank you for the sacrifice uh, of your time. Jim, let's start with you, if we will, and, and maybe tell us what the Stanislaw County Healthy Marriage Coalition is, how God brought that to you. You're busy at the newspaper and all, but how did he lay that on your heart? Well, the way that came about was um, several years ago, I think it's been about four years ago, uh, my church, Big Valley, uh, sent four couples to Washington, D.C. to go to a, a conference called the Smart Marriage Conference. And I saw a lot of good material there about marriage, and we got trained in some curriculums. But at that time, I also heard about um, this ministry of uh, healthy marriage coalitions. And I, I really got uh, a burden for that. It's been burning in my heart ever since. And and I think that's that's kind of how it got started. Now, coalition is kind of a lot of people coming together from different areas. That's right. Uh, we're we're an organization that tries to. Um, well, the short the short course is we want to promote marriage and we want to uh, discourage divorce and and try to do things that help people learn how to. Um, divorce-proof their lives and also learn marriage and relationship skills so that they can really, uh, you know, take charge of their marriage. So many wonderful people involved in, in the marriage ministry, and I know that you know many of them, several come to mind that, that we network with and, and partner with as well, and it's wonderful to see people actually work together for the, the good of the community, of course, the, the glory of our It is. It's a, very, uh, it's a very satisfying ministry uh, when, when somebody uh, can tell you that uh, I was on, we were on the brink of divorce until we heard about these skills. Uh, and, and there are things you can learn. You can learn how to have a good marriage, and that's, that's really what we're all about. 
is helping people learn how to have a good marriage. You know, I think that's one of the great things about this coalition, Jim. And, and uh, you know, it used to be that you got married, you got married, and you stayed that way for life whether you liked it or not. You know, but culture has uh, has changed. And uh, we really do for a lot of young people coming up and, and with, you know, 50% of our marriages or more uh, being uh, blending family-type situations, that preparation is key. And if we can give people the tools to, to navigate that, harbor with all the rocks jutting up out of it ahead of time and give them some uh, tools in advance, that uh, really uh, enables them to respond better to the inevitable challenges, right? Yes, it sure does. And I think uh, we want to compliment you, too, on creating what we think is a mirror image of uh, the body of Christ in the marriage realm. I mean, God asks us, Jesus prayed that we would be one in John 17, and I think uh, your efforts are going a long ways to pulling the body of Christ together, to partner together to to address the issues that we face today in marriage. I think as a coalition, we can we can really do a lot in pulling together um, a lot of different sources, and um, that's really what the coalition is all about: um, is is drawing from a lot of different sources. Um, within our coalition, we have churches, we have therapists, we have ministries. Um, we we hope to be involving uh, government agencies. Um, um, and uh, we just we, we want to draw from a broad spectrum, and we want to have a broad support of of um, well, a broad base of support right. for the whole idea of building marriages up. Amen. Also uh, with us tonight, and, and married for more than thirty years now, we want to give a big warm welcome to Gary and Mona Shriver. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. You know your your ministry with the hope, healing, and encouragement that you have. You bring a lot of wisdom and experience experience to this uh, ministry. We want to thank you for your selfless act of uh, ministry and and love and giving to others. I was just at a a wedding this last weekend, and the pastor told the couple, he says, now, guys and gals, he says, marriage is tough. Mm. It's hard. And, I mean, he just told them, you know, like it was. And those of us who have been around for a while, and there's that older thing again, but um, <laughs> we, we, you know, we have to agree to that because, uh, you know, it's it's not the same as when you first enter into it. And, and uh, so we just appreciate you guys coming and, and, and sharing tonight. And as we talk about the body of Christ and we think about how we are to come together and to help one another and to be there, I was thinking... You know, we're there for the alcoholics, mm-hmm. the drug addicts, mm-hmm. the overeaters, the, the gamblers and all of that. But where are we really when it comes down to the, the ministry of marriage and the mm-hmm. tough, traumatic things mm-hmm. that we go through? I know you guys have experienced this as well. Boy, absolutely. Share, absolutely. Your, share your heart. Your I, story, I, I, would, I would love to. I, first of all, I need to know how much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring you, you back. You just, you, just, you just put a quarter in the slot. I can oh, tell you, right. we can go. Let <laughs> Hope and Healing is uh, is an organi- well, organization, it's a ministry that was founded by Mona and myself that, uh, well, I need to back up a little bit because 13 years ago I came home and confessed to Mona that I'd been having an affair with a co-worker for uh, about three years duration and uh, assured her that there would be, you know, if there's anything I could do, I just, I was repentant. I, I, I really wanted to make the marriage work if I could and if she would be willing to have me, we could work through this well. 
we started uh, going through that process of rebuilding after after adultery. But one of the first things that came uh, really surfaced real early on in our in our recovery process was the fact that. Um, we were in wonderful Christian counseling at the time, and a uh, great man, and we love him dearly, but there was also another need that we had for another couple. We just wanted to sit across the table from another couple that had been through this. Mm-hmm. Somebody that could just be that Jesus with skin on. Somebody that could that could just, you know, say, you know what, you guys can make it through because we did, and offer that hope. Well, we approached our counselor, who has since told us that he's, uh, you know, worked with thousands of couples in his career span. And uh, couldn't come up with no one that was vulnerable enough to do that for us. And then uh, also went to our senior pastor. And we're a pretty good-sized church, and uh, about a 1,000. And he couldn't find a couple. He knew of some, but they were just not willing to come forward. And um, so anyway, we, uh, we went on with our counselor, and, and uh, we spent uh, about a year with him. And then he had uh, released us. And at that point, we got a call about a year later. And he said, uh, long story short, he said, uh, Gary, he said, uh, do you remember that need that you had? Do you remember? And he said, are you ready now to be that Mm. couple for someone else? Mm. And we looked at each other and went, no. We knew because we knew what was going on and, and what it was like, you know, to come through that. And this is a very dark time in, in our relationship. And we wanted to put that behind us. But we knew also that God was calling us to this. And we knew that we really needed to be obedient. So he put us with another couple and they saw a tremendous forward movement. And not that they weren't with counseling. That was vitally important. And that's one of the things we say in our open healing group is that it's just so important that you have that lifeline with a counselor you know that you but there's also another thing that can be fed as they're coming through this process with just getting alongside other couples mm-hmm. and that's what hope and healing is all about we've been meeting with couples for about uh, about eight years now and uh, it's been a really a tremendous wonderful uh, ministry to be a part of now do we want to keep going what a yeah. needed needed if thing mona um, needs to say something <laughs> yes, she does yes she does <laughs> Well, I was just going to say when we got together with the other couple and we began to examine the dynamics of recovery from adultery, certainly our situations were different and our stories were different, but there were some principles that were the same for both of us. And what we did as we worked together over the period of months is we came up with about 10 principal areas of focus that we thought were essential for couples to address within the recovery process itself. And that's where the Hope and Healing Peer Support Group Ministry began. So we get couple referrals from pastors and counselors and then take them through a peer support group. Mm-hmm. And we saw that working really well with couples locally mm-hmm. and uh, began to have a burden for those outside of our geographical yeah. sphere. Because you could, you could... It wasn't just in Stanislaus County. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you could Google... <clears throat> Adultery recovery or Christian adultery recovery or a Christian adultery recovery support group, you got nothing. We, we saw nothing in return as we're thinking if there's so many couples being served here, what about the rest of the world? Is there, are they just not there? Because I know that from ourselves and from all the couples that we have seen, there are so many couples that come through this and they're in the churches. You look at the statistics yes, and you yeah. see that, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, conservative figures, 25% of these couples that are coming through the church have been involved with, are involved with, or will be involved with in their, in their relationship, some sort of a, an adulterous situation. So where are these couples? And actually that's very conservative. Dave Carter, who's done extensive work in adultery recovery for 30 years, he's a, a counseling pastor at a large church in Southern California and also a therapist. And his statistical uh, 
base that he, he claims 40% of couples before they reach the age of 40. Mm. you got to figure. Look at your church pews, yeah, folks. Absolutely. Even if you go with 25%, which is the smallest number I've been able to come across, some even say up to 50 or 60, mm. um, 25%, count your Sunday school class. Mm. Mm. Well, I would imagine yeah. part of the challenge here is creating uh, safety. A safety That's for them. Right. Exactly. Yes. And, and they may yes. not want pastor no. to know. That's right? exactly right. Exactly. And so, and Boy, just, just you hit the nail on the head is the fact that that's what we have found is the couples just like ourselves is where are these couples? They're sitting in your pews with these nice plastic smiles on their faces, pretending as if everything is going on. And and that's because they don't, their guilt, there's scandal involved. They they don't want this to get out. Mm -hmm. So they go home, they close their curtains and they die when they get home. And if they don't reach out for help and counseling, then they have nothing. And you talk about a chance for the enemy to get a foe in your relationship. And then if you seek counsel maybe at work or from a secular standpoint, they'd have you just throw it away. They would have you, just, you can't get through this, it's too tough, it's too hard. So that's why that's why we have really stood up here and said it's time for us to go public because of the fact that even though Hope and Healing is a very, very um, quiet and quiet confidential, and confidential ministry. ministry, no one comes into the groups and it, you know, is shouted from the rooftop. But we felt like it was necessary. And that's why the book came about, yes, is the fact that yes. we, we really wanted to share our story and offer hope to other couples and be that Jesus with skin on to other couples that were outside of our area. And the book's been out now for about a year and a half, and we've received literally hundreds and mm. hundreds of emails from all over the Good. world from yeah. people that just, and it, it's so affirming. It's because so many people can spend all their lives in ministry and they can, and, and, and just barely, you know what I mean? You think you hear these stories of guys that spent their whole life in, in Africa and, and mm. for just a handful of converts, you know, we get emails of affirmation on a daily basis oh, from amen. people that say, daily. change the names and it could be us you know we thought we were so alone in this and thank you for being so vulnerable to us so so it's just been such a neat thing for god to he's affirmed us every step of the way thank god and thank you gary and mona um we picked up a copy over the weekend and uh it's just uh, you know what a tough tough thing Mm -hmm. uh, of course to to go through and, and and to address but how selflessly you guys gave so that others might find that recovery and that hope mm-hmm. that you have found. Well, our, one of the biggest problems we had when we began the process was believing it could be done, mm-hmm. uh, or much less knowing how to do it, because the only examples of adultery that most of us see are the scandal that went through the church and then they divorced. Or everybody knows that he or she had an affair and they stayed together, but they really hate each other. Mm -hmm. So nobody has an example of, can it really be done? And what does it look like? And do you end up with a marriage that you're glad you saved? Do you end up with a marriage that you cherish today? And what we can do is we can sit across from these people and say, yes, it can be done. And yes, you can completely heal, and yes, you can have rebuild trust and have a marriage that you're glad you saved. And that, you know, that just, all that does is give them permission to yeah. go through the horrendous healing process that adultery is. Because basically, the two messages that most people hear when they seek counsel for, and I don't mean professional counsel, but when they just seek out their friends, um, there's two messages. One is get rid of the bum, and the second one is, um, that it, it really it can't be done. Yeah, you'll never really be happy again. Yeah. You know, so just to just to say that and to offer that as affirmation to other yeah. couples that can see that you see that hope come back alive in their eyes, you know, and yeah. and it's just a, it's a huge thing. We, or or 
in the, in the church, we tend to throw out the, the pat answers. Forgive and Absolutely. forget. Forgive yeah. and forget. There you go. You know, That's right. And, and, and the idea that this is a process mm-hmm. yes. often escapes a lot of folk within the church. It really it? does. Yeah. In fact, a lot of my email is, um, we went back to our pastor and he said, I've just got to forgive him. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's a process. We don't, as a church, we don't give people in deep trauma permission to go through right, a healing process. Right. So what happens is they figure it either can't be done or they can't do it or their spouse won't do it right. And they mm-hmm. give up. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there's lots of times you want to give up on this. Sure. And Mona, you bring out in the book so beautifully, everybody processes through this stuff different times, mm-hmm. don't they? That's right. Absolutely, Absolutely. right. Yeah, absolutely. In in fact, I I got a an email just the other day, and I brought a little bit of it if you'd like oh, to hear absolutely. it. Um, just because, like Gary said, we get so much affirmation, and, and God is just awesome for blessing us. Um, oh, ministry's messy, as a friend of mine likes to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all, all ministries are hard, but um, it was really hard for Gary and I to decide to go public. So anyway, uh, this is just a, a short paragraph from, from a woman. And um, she says, we are still committed to each other and still healing. There is greater hope, too, some days more than others. We have both changed from all this, and I think that process will be for a while also. The wounds are still there, but I think they are healing in us both. I hold on to many words of wisdom from your book. I try to stay positive and let the past go, and boy, is that hard. My spouse regrets so much and says how sorry he is, but it still doesn't take the wounds away. I have to let them heal if I want us to be better. I do feel hope, but there is not a day that goes by without a sudden sinking feeling in my heart of the pain. Despite these battles, I do press forward. I want to not just survive from this. I want to thrive from this. Another woman approached me at church. She's going through it, too. So I sent her your website and book title and will continue to encourage her. It helps me, too. I just thought I'd send you an update. We bring your names up a lot in our frequent, deep conversations that we feel we know you. We say Gary and Mona survived this. They made it work. We can get through this. I think we are on the right path, but from your book, I know it will take a little more time, and I need to be strong and steadfast through this. Thanks again. You're an encouragement to us. Amen. Friends, the name of the book is (laughs) Unfaithful, Unfaithful by Gary and Mona Shriver, and uh, just a great, great resource there, isn't it? You know, know, one of the things I just like to throw in about that uh, is, is the fact that when we approached this originally, we had a lot of information and things that we could bring to the table just from working with couples for eight years. And we thought, well, how do we want to approach this? But, you know, one of the things that we've noticed in the Hope and Healing groups that just so, so minister to the other couples is, you know, the first thing we do is try to get them plugged into to professional Christian counseling because that is just so important. That's that's a lifeline that they need. They really need that because they're going to hit ruts in the roads. They're going to hit times that they need that. But one of the things that we see that really ministers to the couples is when you can share from your own experience, mm-hmm. when you can share from what it was. So it became more and more obvious to Mona and I that, yes, we could hit on these areas that we felt were common ground that a lot of the peoples did, but that needed to be from our perspective as well. So this book is 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 not by clinicians it's not by you know professionals that are brought through that so there's plenty of great resources that are available but what makes this unique is it's it's gary and mona sharing our hearts and saying you guys you know like if we were talking about forgiveness or we're talking about faith or we're talking about what leads us 
we set it up with, th- with things that we remember as we were going through the process. You know, so we, we'll set it up with a personal story about how faith really entered into this decision that we made or, and how it got us forward. And so you can see that in the book, it's really from our standpoint. Mm-hmm. So that, that, and that's what's cool about other couples because then they can just connect with us and they can see that, hey, it's another couple. It's a real life couple. Mm-hmm. They approached us originally about writing it as a pseudonym, and we thought, no. This that needs to be us because <laughs> it needs to be about Gary and Mona because that's what we needed. We needed another couple, a real live couple. Well, and I need to throw not just Gary and Mona, but about a real couple yeah. that had been through it. In fact, right now as we speak, there is another hope and healing group going on that for the first time Gary and I are not a part of. Oh. Wow, which is very oh. weird, <laughs> but it's also very very cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I got to say this this book is really. A- a compelling read too. My wife Definitely. and I both read it, and neither one of us could put it down put it until down. we, right. until we were done with it. Yeah. Totally, and uh, that was a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the best compliment we've gotten on this book, really and truly, Mona? is our youth pastor, because it just came out, and so that some of the pastors found out about what we were doing. Our, our, pa- our senior pastor knew what we were doing in terms of ministry, but because of the, the subject matter and the people we deal with, it's not really broadcast. But anyway, um, he got married a few months ago, and he came up, and he was walking behind me, and he said, Mona, you know what the best thing is that we've done since we got married? And I said, no, what is that? And he said, we're reading your book together. Mm. Now, they don't have any issues. But he says it's making us talk and think. I shouldn't say any issues. Right. But they certainly don't <laughs> have this <laughs> issue. Yay. We no. don't have any issues. <laughs> no issues. Oh, man. But anyway, the point was, um, he said it's making us talk about things that we never would have talked about. Right. And that was awesome to me. You know, I think that's so important. And, you know, another thing you guys brought out in the book, too. It's hard to tell someone you know what it's like unless yeah. you truly know yeah, what it's like. Issues, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just, and, yeah, we can look at people. I think half the time we spend most of our time saying you're not nuts. Yeah, you're not you're just in a horrific <laughs> crisis. That's right. And, um, and, and this is normal for the abnormal state you're in. Mm-hmm. And that's reassuring to those that are going through it. Absolutely. Well, we just want to commend you for the the fine work you are allowing God to do through you in that. And we've got another guest that we want to introduce to you in just a moment, Dr. Joe Hernandez. But, you know, first, there's only uh, one perfect love. Amen. And we're quoting Gary from their book, Unfaithful, here. He says, the agape self-sacrificial love that God has for me was the only model I could follow to get us through this crisis, unquote. Well, here's the group down here with their song a better way and we'll be back with more on lighthouse live i'm not alone i really believe you never go you never
everything I could lose here, you've already won. So have my surrender with passion doesn't it? It's from the group down here from their wide-eyed and mystified CD, A Better Way. On Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and just a whole table of wonderful people gathered tonight. We have Jim Stewart, Dr. Joe Hernandez, and Gary and Mona Shriver, and our prayer intercessor, Al, joins us as well. And just want to thank you once again. Dr. Joe Hernandez, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. fit us into your busy schedule. We didn't even have an appointment, did we? (laughs) Nobody Maybe was sitting here to one. check me out. <laughs> I've seen him making notes in the corner. Oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> this guy's going to be a process in himself, I think. Joe, what do you bring to the marriage table? Well, I, um, I'm a, a, a rare bird, I suppose, in that oh. I'm a believer, born-again believer. Okay. I became a Christian when I was 15 years old. Praise and Later in my life, I thought I was going into ministry. That was my idea. It turned out that it was God's idea to, mm. for me to be the, the friend of the pastor as mm. opposed to being the pastor. And in the process of that, in working with youth groups and, uh, and adults, I realized I didn't know enough. I didn't have enough information to be helpful in, in very practical ways for people within the church in terms of uh, marriage and family life. So I studied and... Um, and became uh, licensed as a uh, clinical psychologist and also licensed as a marriage and family therapist. Uh, I have a great interest in working with uh, families. I work with children, teenagers, and uh, couples. And uh, more recently um, have begun associated with a a wonderful man here, uh, Jim, in terms of the Stanislaus County uh, Healthy Marriage Coalition. I think what I bring to the table is that I work with couples uh, most of whom come too late to my office. What do you mean by too late? Uh, people have already gone through very tough times for a very long time, whether it's been affairs or whether it's uh, coldness and distance that uh, creeps into marriages or whether it's anger and rage that uh, flies into marriages. In, in, in that sense, people often wait too long. Within the church, unfortunately, um, there is sometimes a conspiracy of silence that mm-hmm. we can't talk about these things. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, even if people do 
uh, talk to their pastor or youth uh, or other um, guidance person in the church uh, or even to other believers. They sometimes are told the things that we've heard here around the table that that we have to um, forgive, forget about it, mm-hmm. and move on. But there's more to it. And there's much that. more to life. Much more to you know, my, my sense, I've been married uh, 37, almost 38 years. Congratulations. Amen. And, uh, Amen. and uh, I think that, that my wife and I love each other more than we did ever. And I knew her four years before that, and I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not going to admit it. And it's not that every... It's not that every day has been perfect and wonderful, because certainly we've had our share of problems. What we have learned, though, is that there are skills that we can use uh, to work through the problems. Mm -hmm. And they're really very basic skills. Uh, They're the skill of speaking up for what we need and want Mm -hmm. in a way that where we can be open with our feelings. Really, when we open up uh, and we say, I, I need, I like, Mm -hmm. I'd appreciate, uh, we're opening ourselves up. In the church, we often think, I, 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 me, 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 oh, it's all about you, yeah. that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. But actually, when we open up with the word I, uh, we become vulnerable to the other person. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, what we're doing as we open up, we're, we're saying to our partner, in, to me, see. In other words, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's the capacity to be able to speak up. Along with that then comes the responsibility of being a good listener, mm-hmm. to listen and care about what the other person is saying. And by the way, when we listen to somebody, it doesn't mean that we necessarily agree with them. This is not only true with couples, but it's also true with our kids. (laughs) Joe, I'm just wondering when, as the body of Christ, are we going to stop the silence and stop the Mm -hmm. putting a Band-Aid on things? And when can we allow people to heal with dignity? I think that time is coming. You know, pastors used to not want to refer uh, their... The people from the church who were hurting, they didn't want to refer them outside to to counselors, professional counselors, because most of us were trained in uh, in a model uh, that basically a humanistic model that says there is no God. Mm-hmm. Um, even I was trained in that area, except that I have theology training as well and am a, a believer. Uh, m- more and more these days, we have a lot of people that are being trained as uh, therapists at different levels who also happen to be believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found that out having taught at Western Seminary, uh, and I currently teach at Northwest University up in Washington. And, I, and So we're training more and more people to be able to do this. So many pastors nowadays are much more uh, comfortable with the mm-hmm. concept of sending people out to therapists. But I think we have to um, follow what the Bible says in Colossians. I'd like to read, if I would. Yes, um, please do. We hear in um, Colossians 3.12 that where it says, Since God chose you to be the holy people whom he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the most important piece of clothing that you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. And I think, to me, that speaks a lot to whether we're talking about uh, divorce recovery or any other um, behavior, and we'll call it sin, that we may engage in in a marriage. We need to be able to speak openly and honestly with each other. We need to listen and care about the other person. But then the third thing is critical, and that's the skill of being able to uh, cooperate and negotiate to a solution. A win-win. Mm-hmm. 
when we talk about negotiation in business, we usually talk about I win and you lose, mm -hmm. or at least that's what we hope. <laughs> <laughs> in a marriage, what we're negotiating to is a win-win. Mm -hmm. I want a good deal for me, and I want a good deal for you. Mm -hmm. And if we work hard and, uh, and talk and listen and even argue some and talk some more and listen some more, and we hang in there, then we have a chance to really develop true intimacy. And because true intimacy requires trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The trust is that I will still be here and you will be still be here after the dust settles. Mm -hmm. That we love each other, we care about each other, mm -hmm. we will forgive each other. Maybe not immediately. It may take a little bit of time through that process of growth and change and development and recognition that we, in fact, are forgiven people, and we also need to forgive mm. those most Amen. closest to us. Amen. You know, there's uh, there's an element here, too, I think, of, of giving up, proving that we're right. Yes. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be right. I mean, obviously, that's yes, important. I, I, but proving it that's right. gets us into a lot of problems. Yeah, trouble, and I think you it? have a right to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I can that. carry that right over. Yes, that's right. That's, that's really the attitude that many of us take. Right. And, yeah. uh, it's good to have self-confidence and, and to put ourselves out there. In fact, that's why a lot of us engage in behaviors that are really unhealthy in our marriages. Mm -hmm. We don't feel good enough about ourselves, so we seek out somebody to make us feel good about mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband or my wife used to tell me nice things about me, but now we hardly ever talk. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever see each other. We're so busy. And But, you know, there's somebody at work or somebody down, down mm -hmm. here that, that she or he notices that... I have a nice smile or that I um, have a sense of humor. And it's very seductive. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd like to say that most of us, including us believers, uh, we don't really fall into sin that much. We usually dive in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well yeah. what happens no, is I we mean. see the pool. Mm -hmm. We see the pool over yeah. here, and it's very enticing. So we walk closer and closer. Mm -hmm. and And then, especially if we don't know how to swim, mm -hmm. there's more water around the pool, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to slide. And if mm -hmm. we slip, we could fall right into that into that Absolutely. pool. Joe, none of us are immune. Are no, we? none no. of us. No. And right. as a as a um, psychotherapist working in the community, um, I I have been very saddened to see that people of all walks, all ethnicities, um, all faiths, mm -hmm. and all areas of leadership in the church, mm -hmm. um, everybody, all of us are in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And so I say that we need to make some choices about living in a healthier way, in a more loving and caring way. And love begins at home. Mm -hmm. Well, that, uh, that battle, too, is often lost in the head at the very beginning, right. isn't it? It's, it's choices that are made way before, uh, way before even an emotional attachment mm -hmm. begins. It's uh, uh, that, uh, that heart and mind connection saying, uh, you know what, I just need to make sure I don't go there at all. Mm -hmm. And recognizing where the red flags are. Exactly. Maybe we can talk about some of those red flags uh, real quickly. Yes. Sure. Some of the red flags are, we've mentioned already, self-confidence. When we don't have uh, good self-esteem, uh, then we ask somebody else basically to complete us and in fact many people talk about that in terms of marriage that this other person completes me and although it sounds really great it really means i'm only half a person i think it was a line in a movie too yeah. yes <laughs> um, but besides self-esteem there's also other things uh if we uh, notice that we don't have very good and intimate connection with our partner at a verbal level then sometimes that creates distance from one another. Oh, the other person doesn't care. We make assumptions mm -hmm. about why we're distant from one another. Mm -hmm. 
And so we need to be uh, aware of what's going on in our life. Because if we feel distant, then we will seek to find somebody who will, who will bring out from within us mm-hmm. those things that we, we seek. Mm. And uh, we're all looking for happiness. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, happiness isn't the ultimate goal of marriage, but happiness better be part of the mix. Mm-hmm. Because if it isn't, something's wrong, and we need to take a look at that and make it an important part of our life. We are with some wonderful friends tonight, and we'll be back with lots more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. 
How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and a whole table full of wonderful people who bring a lot to the table this week for Healthy Marriages. Jim Stewart with the Stanislaw County Healthy Marriage Coalition, Dr. Joe Hernandez with his uh, ministry and, and practice, and, of course, Gary and Mona Shriver with their hope and healing and encouragement ministry that they have. We just want to thank you guys uh, for being here. I'm just wondering how accessible accessible are you uh, for people who may be listening to this broadcast who are saying, you know, I'd like to uh, get a hold of these guys. I'd like to take part in, in the uh, the healing that, that they have to... Uh, Should we go first? Go for okay, it. Okay, good. I'll jump right in here. <laughs> well, you know, if, if there's one thing, I'd just like to talk to anybody out there that might be going through this right now. They might be sitting in a, a situation to where they might be having a... You know, they might be in adultery or they might be maybe on the edge or maybe we've said a few things that might be thinking, Ooh, boy, I might be in a danger zone or something like that. You know, I, I can only, um, I can only say at this particular point, if they hear anything from Mona and I, that there is hope they, they can get through this. They can make it through adultery. That's a tough thing. And as Joe was saying that a lot of times people get there too late. And that was one of the things that we would have fallen into that trap because one of the things that Mona and I were saying were, you know, the deed's done. Let's just move on. Let's see if we can get through this. And we didn't even think about seeking out counseling. And it wasn't unless for a, a divine appointment that we were there for one of our children. And we had said, well, perhaps you should know, you know, he has some issues. But, you know, what Mona and I are going through right now, you should probably know this. And he just stopped it. <laughs> Time out. Okay, let's, let's talk to you guys now for a minute. Because it was really a, a, an important thing for us to get into counseling with him. And we really attribute a lot of that to him. So uh, we strongly suggest getting into uh, into professional Christian counseling. And also, too, we are there as that supporting couple if they if they need that. They can find us on the web. Our, our, our website is hopeandhealing.us. An easy way to remember that is Hope and Healing for Us. There is Hope and Healing for Us, hopeandhealing.us. And then our phone number, if they care to call, is yes. 209-667-5012. And uh, they can get a hold of us. We're, we're there for them. That's just what our ministry is all about, is to be Jesus with skin on to help other people. I love that. Through this. Of course, yeah. your book, Unfaithful, yeah. is just a, a, a must read. And, and Mona, you share so beautifully uh, the feelings and emotions and thoughts that went through your head. I particularly love the moment in church where you just felt his hand on yes. you, letting you know that it's yeah. going to be okay. Well, and that's what the Lord does for us when we turn to him. And it's unfortunate that most of the time, most of us realize how sufficient God is when he's all we have. Mm -hmm. But it is a lesson that we would never trade or that I would never trade. He was sufficient and he can be for anybody who's willing to sit at his feet and walk through the process. Jim, I think this whole experience tonight underscores the importance of, of what you're doing, uh, especially in terms of encouraging mentors. You know, I think, uh, Gary, you mentioned it uh, a little while ago at the top of the program. Uh, you know, one thing to know all the theory and to have a counselor, which we should have. It's part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. Another to be with a couple who's actually gone through it. Right. That is just an abs. And, and you know what? 
I, I have to believe that's the way God designed it. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through stuff, and, and he really wants us to uh, share the healing process with others. Maybe talk just a, a minute or two, uh, Jim, about opportunities that there are for people to entering uh, to enter the, uh, the mentoring cycle. Well, uh, mentoring is a huge component in uh, what we're trying to do. And um, I'd just like to talk a little bit about uh, something that's happened in Modesto in 1986, and that was the ministers of Modesto got together and decided to institute a community marriage policy. And that's been really successful because in 1986 we had a divorce rate of 140%. And that's, you know, we talk about the the, uh, the national average is 50%. 140% in our county was, was just awful. Um, what happened in 1986 is those ministers got together and said, we're going to make some changes in our community. And, uh, Michael, you're a big part of that, and you can probably talk to this about this even better than I can. But um, the community got together and said, we're going to do some minimum, minimum standards for marriage. We're not going to be um, wedding factories anymore. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to provide counseling. We're going to have at least two sessions of premarital counseling. Um, we're going to have preparation for couples. We're going to do special things for step families. Uh, we're going to provide uh, enrichment opportunities for couples. We're going to do things like have classes and retreats, seminars, and resources. And and what happened with that is that in uh, 2004, which is the most recent date I have complete statistics, instead of having a 140% divorce rate in our county, we've got a 69% divorce rate. Now, that's a huge, huge change. There's still a big there's a big distance to go. Um, but one thing that is, has come out of this is there are now 200 cities in the United States that have a community marriage policy, and some of them have done even better at it than we have. Mm-hmm. And the key component in that is the marriage mentoring process. Mm-hmm. In addition to all those things that I've just mentioned that, that they've agreed to do, they've also started um, – a marriage mentoring program, and that's a huge component. And the cities that have done that have experienced an even greater drop in their divorce rate. Well, I think it just makes sense. You know, as, as a former staff pastor, I learned real quick, you know, d- despite what we egocentrically think when we enter into the job, we can't do it all. No. Right. We yeah. cannot do it all. And, and God gave us people to partner with within right. the church. And, and it didn't take, you know, I, I may look stupid, but after a while it <laughs> suddenly occurred to me, you know what, these people have a lot more wisdom than I do, you know. And so we turned uh, mentors loose. You know, Joan Michelle Williams, who had uh, been through multiple divorces to to uh, to mentor this reconciliation ministry and, and, and other couples to mentor young people going through uh, the process of, of learning uh, how to tool up uh, for marriage. So it just makes sense. Actually, it's a a great asset for the pastor, and we just encourage you, uh, brothers and sisters, to take advantage of that uh, within your own congregations. Absolutely. Dr. Joe Hernandez, people don't have to suffer in silence any longer, do they? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. No. There is plenty of help. I actually belong in this area to an association of Christian therapists of about 22, 24 people that are here identifying themselves as uh, believers and also psychotherapists. And are you accepting new patients? <laughs> <laughs> 
help, oh. help is always available. <laughs> That's good. Any encouragement that you would give our listeners? I know we're kind of bumping the clock a little bit here, but we just want to hear, hear your... Uh, well, I just think that it's extremely important for us to be... Um, Willing to go outside of ourselves, yes, out of our world that yes. becomes so small, so tiny, oh. and to be able to be vulnerable to other people. Obviously, not to anybody and everybody, but to few very select people that we know that we can trust them and that they will take our information and keep it in confidence. Mm-hmm. That is critical. It's the hallmark of psychotherapy. Professional work is that whatever we're told stays in the office. Among our friends, sometimes we're, we have to be careful. We can, we can talk to a relative or a friend, and, and then either they'll broadcast it to everybody, which is not exactly what we hoped for, right. or mm-hmm. they, will, uh, they, will just, um, they will harbor bad feelings about us because we mm-hmm. dared to reveal uh, ourselves. And so I, I think that intimacy uh, requires trust in a marriage, and I think that uh, there are many sources of help outside of ourselves. Thank you so much. Jim, would you give your website out real quickly for our Yes, friends? it's www.stancomarriage.org. Jim Stewart and Dr. Joe Hernandez, Gary and Mona Schreiber, thank you so much for being a part of Lighthouse Live this evening. May God continue to bless you as you bless others and dear friends at home. Thank you for listening or wherever you are, and we'll see you next time.